Hey, what is up? The Leafs combo back in business for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, oakridgeford.com. It's Norm and Mike on StreamYard, YouTube, and then all of the podcast ma podcast masses right across this planet Earth. The Leafs six straight wins now after a 6-5 win over the Senators 9-0-1 in their past 10. The top team in the NHL with about 15 games to play or so. Mike, we are waiting with bated breath for a move from Kyle Dubas. We think it's necessary that he does make a move. Will he, uh, in time, uh, make an acquisition to help strengthen this team by the deadline tomorrow, 3 o'clock? We shall see. What's going through your head right now, sir? Well, the moves that they made, and you know, we'll talk. You know, mention the Riley Nash trade that they made mm -hmm. um, earlier in the week or a couple days ago. Um, I mean, that sort of preps them. If you look at what Elliot Friedman mentioned on the – uh, on the Saturday night uh, on the Hockey Night in Canada, the pre-show, uh, and then the machinations of the cap and how they the Leafs have sort of moved things in a certain direction. Um, they put Freddie Anderson on LTIR, and they got as close to the cap as they possibly could, mm -hmm. and then put him on LTIR, and then demoted a couple players to the to the minors off the taxi squad, and that opens up. About six, about six and a half million dollars in cap space. To my mind, that preps them for the potential of a big move. Now, that doesn't mm -hmm. guarantee that you know Freddie Anderson is not going to come back at some point. And if that's the case, then they're just giving themselves some flexibility. But to my mind, it sounds like Dubis is you know set to make a acquisition. He's done everything that he normally or he has to to put himself in that position. And I would think he's going to do it. It's just a question of who and for, for how much. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford, Norm in London, Mike in Buffalo. We may actually do another one of these later today, depending on what goes down um, from the Leafs boardroom. Mm -hmm. So stand by. This is something for you guys to chew on in our traditional time slot. Puff Puff 420. <laughs> Good morning to you, sir. Ronnie Smith is in the chat, too. Uh, they will start jumping in um, as the minutes continue on here. So Nick Foligno hearts a tweet from Riley Nash, and the comments ensued. Mm. I think Nick Foligno uh, may be saying goodbye to Columbus on his way to Toronto too? Well, I think he's saying goodbye to Columbus, whether it's Toronto or not, who knows. But, uh, I mean, first, talk about like a no-lose move for the Leafs with the Nash trade because he goes on long-term injury he's going to be back by the playoffs <clears throat> he's a a veteran guy third fourth liner physical you know sort of the type of player we said that the Leafs need he doesn't cost them anything because he's on long-term injury so in terms of a depth depth forward that that is a perfect acquisition and it doesn't cost them anything it costs mm -hmm. additional seventh round pick and that's really nothing so that was a really astute move by by dubas to bring in a veteran guy now i think they are looking for you know a top nine forward and if you see what the lineup is like without nylander playing with tavares how the scramble uh, of the top lines, you know, how it occurred. Now, Galchenyuk playing with Matthews and Marner, that was like it was a line for the last three months, the way they played last night. They played really well together. Um, but they had Hyman with Mikheyev and Tavares, and that line didn't do 
very much. I mean, it did, it did okay, but you can see that without Neander, yeah, what has to happen in terms of moving things around, and that's why I think they want another forward who can be a scorer. It's Tavares, the odd man out right now, and you know he's going to get criticism for not producing enough. Uh, Nylander and, and Tavares were a nice combo. Even during their struggles, you knew they would break out of it. And Galchenyuk, look, the guy's a professional. He's very skilled. He, mm. he lost his way there for, for a considerable period of time because a guy like that really needs to be implanted in, in a um, an opportunity to succeed with good players uh, of of his ilk. And he's, you know, you could you or I might be able to pick up some points playing with Marner and Matthews. So Jack Campbell, uh, 11 straight wins to start the season. That's the Leafs record now. Good for him. He's the the number one. We've anointed him as such. Um, are, are we expecting Kyle Dubas to, to uh, you know, get on call here and, and let everybody know that he's acquired a, uh, a support for Campbell in the terms of are in the form of a veteran goaltender. Well, I mean, last night's game was the first of the 11 starts that Campbell's made where I didn't think he was particularly good. Uh, he was okay in the third period. He made a few saves to hold on to the, the lead. But, I mean, let's just say Ottawa is an annoying team, especially when they've lost nine games to Edmonton and they show up and they play like it's – Game seven of the Stanley Cup. Every time they play the Leafs, it's 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 aggravating. Um, but that being said, about the goaltending, again, we don't know what the status of Anderson is. But the signal of him being put on LTIR means either they don't think he's going to be a hundred percent between now and the end of the regular season, or that was just a cap move to open up space. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know. Nobody knows. I think the only people that know are Kyle Dubas and the hierarchy of the Leafs. Um, If I had to gamble, I would say they're going to require a goaltender. I don't know. know, I don't think it's going to be a goalie like a Jonathan Quick, whose name has been mentioned a couple of times, or Braden Holtby because they have term left on contracts. I think they would go for somebody like maybe Ryan Miller. If Ryan Miller is uh, willing to waive his no, I think he's got a no trade or no move protection from Anaheim, you know, to take a shot at winning the Stanley cup or uh, Linus Allmark, who, who the, if the Sabres can't get him assigned to a contract, somebody like that, somebody who's a rental, David Riddich from Calgary is a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw it's not going to be really ridiculously costly. Yeah. Uh, Colorado traded for Devin Dubnik, mm-hmm. and they gave up a fifth-round pick <laughs> and a guy that they didn't want. So it doesn't really – it's not really going to cost a team much other than cap space. And now I think the Leafs have the cap space to be able to add – that goaltender, maybe a depth defenseman, and still get the forward that they want. Mm-hmm. Colorado, wow, 58 points, 27 wins, uh, fewer regulation losses than the Maple Leafs, a plus 47. Man, when the when the curtain raises on the border and these teams um, commingle for the first time in this wacky COVID season, Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting watching these juggernauts clash with each other, not having seen um, what their opponents are about uh, other than you know scouting on video. That's certainly going to be a lot of fun. OG's Converse, we appreciate you jumping in the chat right now. You're, you're coming in fast and furious. Mike and I are going to do this for another mm, less than 10 minutes. Mike's got to get on to his, um, his other show, and then we will reconvene later today depending on – 
whether there's news regarding a trade. Um, we're anticipating something. Mike and I may just collab later on today to uh, you know cap off what we're starting here. Yeah, M- Matthews, 31 goals, uh, uh, hat trick, four points. Mitch Marner with just unbelievable passes. Those guys seem to be, you know, they've got their shortcomings, both of them. Um, Marner a little bit more amplified and, and highlighted um, based on, you know, his minutes and some of the things that he does. But they look like they're tuning up. I mean, that's a deadly, deadly duo. Well, yes. And the thing we have to be concerned about is the ability of them to produce like that in the playoffs. I'll come to the defense of John Tavares. It's like, you know, and I don't think you weren't attacking him, but there's his mouth there. He's not, he's not living up to his $11 million. I mean, um, last week when Matthew scored one goal in the third period, Tavares scored, scored right after. Anybody pales in comparison to the pace that Austin Matthews is putting up right now. He's leading the league with 31 goals. I mean, you know, honestly, I I, I think, uh, you know, Tavares is having a pretty good season. Not a great season, but a pretty good season. And his job is to be the number two behind Matthews and to take some of the heat off of Matthews. And I think he does that effectively. But uh, the, the thing that concerns me, is the power play. The well, power yeah, play it's is terrible. Uh, it does it, not existent, Mike. It's not existent. It's abysmal and you know to the point that it's not even not just drawing it not just like not hurting them in terms of mm-hmm. burning off two minutes. The other teams are scoring shorthanded goals against them. Alex Formanton blew by them uh because they're confused on the power play and scored a goal. And you know and they came back and they won the game but really I mean it's their power play right they've got to get that straightened out over the next couple weeks to get it going uh in a positive direction before the playoffs. We've been talking about the Leafs getting the power play straightened out for months now and they haven't done it. I hope it's it's not an afterthought. I, I hope it's still front and center in, in their training efforts, uh, their process of improvement, because without it, the team won't do well in the playoffs. Uh, shout out to Clark Monroe. Hi, gents. First time checking in live. Paul O'Neill, he believes the only way the Leafs can beat Tampa or uh, Colorado if they end up meeting them is to get Taylor Hall. Uh, yeah. Because, because they need that. They, they need more offensive force, uh, especially with Nylander's you know, unknown. And then, I mean, even if he does come back and plays with Tavares, they need more more might up front to, to take on these teams. See, I, I don't think the motivation to get a top six forward is, you know, to necessarily put them, you know, get uh, uh, Tavares and Nylander juiced up. I think it's to get Zach Hyman to be able to play on the third line. I mean, you see right now Galchenyuk can play in a top six role with either line. He, I don't think he's proven that, but it's shown in a small window. Um, but they really don't have if – they, if, if they want a more well-rounded third line like when we had Mikheyev, Engvall, and Hyman, which was an extremely effective line, they can't do that if they don't have another winger to mm-hmm. put now I think Nick Felino would fit on a top in a top six role. He can he's still capable of playing that. There are some other forwards out there um that are rentals that might might fit that. I hope it's not Michael Granlin because I think Michael Granlin is not a good fit. I don't even think he's a good fit on a third third line. I don't know where he would fit. But I think that that's the reason why um, they're looking for that top six option because I think ideally what they want to do is have Hyman in that third line checking role and in the playoffs. 
And I just got to mention, um, uh, there's somebody in the chat, Enzo, the commissioner, he's saying we don't need a goaltender. And, you know, do you, you know, are you kidding that I think Anderson is done for the year? They wouldn't have put him on LTIR if he might not be done for the year. It's very possible that he isn't. But, I mean, I think that move was to open up cap space. But the whole purpose, if they put him on LTIR, they have to have $5 million in cap space to be able to activate him. So it's possible that he's not going to play until the playoffs and be the backup for Jack Campbell if Jack Campbell truly is the starter. Hmm. I mean, so exciting to find out what happens between. No, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, right now we don't know, and we're not going to know. But, but the indication is based on that is that this injury is something that Anderson can't be a hundred percent at, and in that instance, they have to get themselves a goaltender. Can, can they leave it to chance, Mike? If they, if the Leafs truly believe uh, analytically. Um, that they have an opportunity to to go on into the playoffs and, and do some damage and maybe win a, a cup for the first time in like 50 years. Can they leave? Um, can they pin those hopes and dreams on a, on a goaltender whose health is in question and whose, uh, you know, uh, mental tenacity and uh, cuteness and, you know, um, just that general positivity are, are lacking? So, yeah, I, I can see why uh, Jack Campbell would be the, the goaltender the team wants to run with and then, you know, bring in some support if they can. Just on the power play, they're 10th in the league, 23.3. Uh, I'm surprised the, the Leafs are even 10th. They should be 50th out of 31 teams. Uh, and they're 21st on the penalty kill. So not to be downers. We know the team, you know, they're effervescent at times, and they're one of the best teams in the league right now. But these components have to be refined and uh, nearly perfected uh, if, if, and, and on a consistent basis if this team's going to go deep into the playoffs. Um, yeah, thanks, guys, for, for being in the chat. we got to get Mike out of here. He's got an, another um, podcast to do, but we will be back later today. That, that's, that's, that's a guarantee from us. We will cap off this show. Uh, Leafs Nation, Domi and Felino package, that would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we, we've we've been excited about the team making a big deal, believing that's what the, uh, it needed to do um, to to further enhance its chances. Uh, in years past, Kyle Dubas has made big deals. He's also chosen to you know do do, do smaller ones and and ride with what he has. Let's let's speculate because uh, the clock's a ticking right now. Does he go big or does does he go small? I think he wants to go big, but I think if he's not able to pull, I mean, you know, you've heard the Taylor Hall rumors, but everybody puts the caveat that, you know, the Leafs might like circle back to Hall if Buffalo hasn't moved him by Monday, you know, Monday mid or mid afternoon. It's like, mm -hmm. I think that the Sabres are going to trade Hall, but well before that. And I don't think the Leafs are prepared to trade a first round pick for Taylor Hall, who's had a terrible year. Um, so it, it's always with some sort of little, little caveat. And the thing is, it's like, honestly, um, I, I think that Kyle Dubas believes his team is a serious contender for the Stanley cup and you can never leave things to chance when it comes to, you don't have one injured goalie. You have two injured goalies. I mean, Campbell is playing hampered. Now he's, he's yeah. able to tough it out, but mm -hmm. he, you know, he's, he had a couple instances where he's flared up the, the, the leg injury is needed time off. So they need insurance yeah. against that. So, but I also think they need a depth defenseman. Um, and they also, you know, so mm -hmm. you, see, you see what these c contending teams are doing. You see, 
Colorado not only picking up Devin Dubnik, but they picked up Patrick Nemeth from uh, Detroit for a draft pick, who is somebody they had before as a depth defenseman. You see Tampa Bay basically go, jumping through hoops to get a top four defenseman in David Savard. These teams think they have legitimate chances to win a cup, and they're going the nth degree to to add the players that they need, and that's what I think Kyle Dubas is going to do. Yeah, and you can't acquire deer in headlights. You need to... You need to bring in someone who has the capability and potential of becoming an instant hero and uh, legendarily a folk hero. Bring in guys who um, either you're expecting them to be the cherry on top or you have a, uh, a funny feeling that um, a new environment might be able to uh, you know, reinvigorate their game. Uh, you know, we, we talked about keeping up with the Joneses on a previous podcast. Maybe in this circumstance with the Leafs uh, situated where they are, maybe that's what they have to do. Guys, sorry we couldn't get to you in the chat, but come on back later today. Chew on this one for a while. Mike, last word to you. Yeah, I, I do think that we're going to see more than one move out of Dubas. If uh, if he doesn't make the big move, I think that they'll probably make a couple smaller moves. They did open up the cap space for a reason. He's probably got a lot of irons in the fire, and we'll probably see something, if not today, then early tomorrow. Let's go, Leafs. I hope it does well, uh, ultimately. Um, we'll see if between now and the next time we get together here in the uh, few hours ahead, if the Leafs do anything, if not, we will uh, continue to, to gin up the excitement. Mike, talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom.